the first thing he stumbles across is an explosion factory, literally called an explosion factory. Explosives and, factory. Oh, oh yeah, sorry, because explosives an explosion factory. factory sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode 78. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hetch. What's going on? We're back. And we're back, and we're back for story time. So tuck yourselves in, make sure you've got your little nightcap on. Yeah. And get ready for some sweet dreams, explosive dreams. We've been alluding to this one for a while now, um, since our Paint the Town episode, and even a little bit before then. Um, obviously go check that one out definitely because this is kind of a continuation of that we'll speak more to that when we go through the story um but the part you don't have to go back and listen to is right here it's housekeeping it's always up top you can listen to us everywhere visit us at podcastcore.com for all of our info and then follow us on any platform you prefer um if you want to contact us you can send an email at podcastcore at gmail.com and then leave a like follow short review slash comment wherever you choose to listen but the easiest way to spread the word is to tell a friend to learn to trust the figments of their imagination by listening to the casuals of runeterra podcast okay that's the best advice we've ever given anyone trust the figments of your imagination <laughs> so we're going to talk about the number one figment of jinx's imagination ziggs <laughs> it's it's great. So we have Bombs Attribute, which is a very interesting piece. There aren't many stories that we get from the first person standpoint. So when you do get them, it's neat, right? Because when you're writing in first person, you obviously get that characterization thrown in. So the way it's written is less traditional than like a narrated story. Yeah, the majority of the stories are definitely like just going following the champion um, mm-hmm. and then like getting all the other characters that they're interacting with. I think like the I'm blanking on the name of that story, but the uh the story that we did that was with Callista and the harrowing. Yeah. Um that is like the only first person story that we followed with so like the other first person stories were following or the perspective of not even a champion of yeah. a unknown character witnessing this champion. Yeah. So this one is refreshing because uh we get into not just anyone's mind, but one of the craziest characters' minds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll pause here. Spoilers for Paint the Town. We'll listen to that episode once again before listening to this. All right. This story picks up after the events of Paint the Town, right? Where Heimer essentially looks at Ziggs during the town kind of convening after all the shenanigans he did with Jinx. And he's like, I don't know who that is. officer i've never seen that man in my life and ziggs decides to give in to his more dangerous indulgent side um and heads down to zon where jinx told him to go that's where the fun is yep and now that ziggs knows that's where the fun is where where's the fun what is the fun what are we gonna do for fun now that we're in zon 
oh, Ziggs is, Ziggs is going to have fun. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, so this is broken into four parts here, actually a clean break in the story. So we'll start with part one here where we have Ziggs arriving in Zaun, um, and he has the urge to blow things up. He's finally committed to himself. I'm going to let my true self shine, especially down here in a place that's known for these kind of shenanigans. Um, and he also references how he's just fed up with Heimer's rules and he wants to give in to Jinx's fantasy, right? Um, that she said, hey, there's a land far beyond that has everything you wish for. <laughs> and that land is Zahn. And you already get put into Zig's mindset right from the get-go since it is following after Paint the Town. Because that first line is, okay, Zahn, I'm here, I'm fuzzy, and I'm ready to explode stuff. <laughs> it's like so, it's Vegas for him. This, yeah, he's he's in Vegas. He's living the dream now. So the first thing he stumbles across is an explosion factory, literally called an explosion factory. Explosives and, factory. Oh, oh yeah, sorry, because an explosion factory. factory sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got to put you on blast like that. <laughs> So he sees it and he runs into the door and he's shocked to find out that it looks run down, looks uncared for. He thinks that in Zon, you know, people would love this, right? Um, but no, it's a rundown building. And he hopes there's some action happening behind the walls, like a hidden club type situation, right? He's like, because this can't be. So he walks up. The first thing he sees is this giant keep, up, keep out sign, which turns out to be the villain of the story. But <laughs> he ignores that, mm. even though he's saddened. And he, when he opens the door, which has a broken lock on it, and he peeks in, he doesn't see any action. What he does see is two chitlins. <laughs> uh, for anyone that has not grown up in the South, uh, <laughs> chitlins is a, a Southern dialect or the Southern native language to refer to children. Uh But yeah, there's two kids hanging out in this abandoned bomb factory, which really just kind of, um, which really kind of like... It ends up setting Zig's mindset of just how upset he is that this explosives factory is abandoned because for him, this is like Santa's workshop. Who would, what kind of monster would find Santa's workshop, find, like find Santa, he's real, the workshop's real, and then close it? Like that only a monster would do that. It's for the fate, like for the good of all mankind, you do everything for Santa's workshop. But for Ziggs, it's bombs. You like you blow crap up. So why are these two kids in here in an empty building? This is this will not stand. <laughs> and the kids are just as disappointed as he is when they see there's nothing to do in this building, right? They're just kicking rocks or whatever. And they finally get bored. They're children. They wander away. But during this time, Ziggs is hiding because he knows he's a Yordle. And especially in Zahn, he's like, most of the world hasn't seen or interacts with many Yordles. He's aware of that. Um, especially after the events of Paint the Town. So he's laying low, right? So once they leave, he has this epiphany where he's like, well, there's no bombs in it. I'll just fill it with bombs myself. Yep. And this leads us into part two. Yeah. And the as far as with this, um, like with the kids, like leaving and being upset, like Ziggs is also kind of taking on this idea of putting the bombs in because the kids were like, they were there trying to find bombs. And Ziggs is now like, okay, well, if someone killed Santa, I can become Santa. Like this is this is Ziggs. This is Ziggs's attempt at like 
and uh, civil service. All right, like this is uh, he's joined the Big Brother program, and the way to be a Big Brother is to give kids bombs. It makes sense. Um, and but like as far as with him hiding, we do cover it and paint the town. He's hiding because at this at the this point of the comics, yordles are not really welcome. So Heimerdinger and Ziggs, when they were in Piltover, used glamours to appear human. Um, but now, with after the end of Paint the Town, Ziggs is like, I'm not going to be in a glamour anymore. I'm going to be a proud yordle. But a proud yordle still has got to hide because people don't want to see yordles. <laughs> so yeah. he's he's got to play it low. Yeah, so in the part two here is he now has the building to himself, and he goes into this, this it's like cue your Disney music as he goes into this jaunty monologue where he's ranting and raving about what he's going to do to the place. It's like it's like he's going to decorate it, right? Like he's he's going to change it and restore it to its, its glory days. And it's funny because he mentions here how he – he talks about his experience with Jinx and how he's a figment of Jinx imagination, but he lets his mind run freely <laughs> in this monologue that makes him sound just as crazy as he talks about bombs. And it almost sounds like he's doing a little pitch, right, about his restoration efforts, although no one's around to listen um, about the glory he's going to bring back to this establishment. Um, but he's happy to do it to burn it all down with his shenanigans. Because if it's run down now, Wait until he's done with it. Yeah, uh, and I do kind of like one of the things that I enjoy here is that like he's ha like enjoying the creative process. So he's coming up with a new style of bomb for himself here, yeah. um, and he's like, "I'll call them the chain smokers." And, but like they they're described as these bombs that will go off one after the other instead of all at once. Um, and to me, that kind of gives like a nice little tip of the hat to the League of Legends game because it sounds a little bit like his E, right? Yeah. Like that's, you know, leaving out a bunch of bombs, but they only blow up if you walk into them kind of deal. Yeah. Um, so it's not like a direct translation, but it's like, okay, a nice little tip of the hat of like, yeah, remember where we got this character from? Uh, but uh, otherwise, yeah, this whole bit is, again, this is... Uh, you know, he's just doing his service to the community. Like, that's, <laughs> like he is doing the right thing here and bringing the people what they want bombs. He's going to put on a really big show. Uh, <laughs> so we move on to part three here where he does his shenanigans. He gets all his bombs ready and he actually goes on to mock the keep out sign. It's almost like the keep out sign is another character in his, in his little play here. Um, and he mocks it for not doing its job when he waddles back in. He's like, oh, so much for that keep out sign as he's posting bombs everywhere. Uh, I need anyone that's got like some artistic ability listening to this. Do me a favor and take that <laughs> meme format of uh, Lisa from The Simpsons looking at the keep out sign and like keep out or go in. I'm a sign. <laughs> like, I can't stop it <laughs> because that, th this is what's happening here to Ziggs. <laughs> so another uh, move from the game appears here. He prepares the party popper, which is a satchel charge essentially, and he sets it for 60 seconds. And he's just so overwhelmed with excitement. He almost forgets, oh, no, I should leave the blast range. So he walks out of the building across the street. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like he's even specified that he doesn't want to blow himself up yeah uh and uh if you play league of legends 
There are times that Ziggs will blow himself up. Is this one of those times? Let's continue to find out. <laughs> so in part four here to wrap things up, the charge is set and he's waiting across the street behind a pile of junk. It's on. There's junk everywhere. Unfortunately, these kids return to the building unknowingly and they start just spraying graffiti on the wall that is set to blow, that has the charge on it. Now, something he mentions here is that these guys or these kids are like punkish, right? And what we know from like Jinx's gang and Echo's gang, the steampunk gang is that, or chempunk gang, is that they love doing graffiti. So this could be a reference to some kids that are from that group, right? Who knows? No. All the kids are basically orphans <laughs> down here. Yeah, like, I mean, it, Zon is not filled with a lot of, like, uh, different kids uh, than the Kimpunks. It's one of those towns that's like you join the Kimpunks or you pray that you don't get killed by a Kim Baron, right? Yeah. Like, that's the, it's a rough town. But the, the big issue here is that Ziggs, in his mind, has this artistic presentation and all of these bombs and the wall that they're graffitiing is the wall that he's put the satchel charge on specifically to blow the wall away so he can see the explosion yeah because again bombs this is the civil <laughs> service what's the point of doing all this unless people can watch it yeah. uh, so the, these kids are screwed at the moment yeah yeah it's it's bad news and zig as he mentions here, he, he's against his desire. He doesn't want them to know he's there, but he has to yell at these kids. It's just him, the kids, and the keep outside. And he says, hey, move. <laughs> and the kids turn around to look at him, and they see this fuzzy guy in his Ziggs gear. And they start laughing instead. And then he thinks to himself, you know, you know, I should just leave them alone. Who cares if these kids get blown up? That will teach them a lesson. But then he reminds himself that that's something Jinx would do. And Jinx is a psychopath. Yep. Like, what kind of world, like, this is just good world building, because what kind of world do you take a character like Jinx, who, with the more content we get, like Arcane in these comics, is a broken person with a just non-existent psyche now, right? Like just an app, like a truly a psychopath, like Zig says, and you use that kind of character as the moral compass for a complete <laughs> like pyromaniac psychopath. Yeah. Like, like they, you've given another psychopath, the moral compass of like, no, I'm, I can't, I can't blow these kids up. That's what <laughs> she would do. No, 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 no. We're better than that. Like th th that's good, like character building there, and, and and like it's, but we get like this back and forth of him just arguing with himself because yeah. it's like, what? No, what? I'm helping you. Why are you gonna laugh at my physical appearance? Oh wait, you're gonna die. Okay, okay. Let let me let, let's not die. Let's let's fix this. Yeah. So he interferes, and with ten seconds left, because listen, Ziggs is a professional. He's keeping track of the count in his mind. We get the count throughout this whole this whole um, description and he decides, fuck it, I'm running in. So he runs in, knocks the kids out of the way and the bomb goes off. And it's this mixture of, you know, obviously danger, but also an adrenaline rush, right? Cause as Hetch mentioned, he's not trying to blow himself up, but if he gets caught in it, it's not so bad. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like the goal there is not to die in the explosion. Yeah. So, so he can do more explosions. So if you get to ride the explosion yeah. and live, this is all good fun. So he's just like, 
a direct quote here from when the bombs go off. Yes, bombs away. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely, it's almost like a Willy Wonka moment, to be honest, when you think about it. Yeah, it it really is. It really is like that. Like you can just see him just kind of like, you know, feigning his own fall and everything because it's like, yes, this is all just a show. It's all just a show. And how what a better way than like to be blowing yourself up and just be like yes look at my explosion <laughs> yeah he's like yeah and, and the the problem is though they're not looking at it so once he comes back to his realization he's no longer alone the kids are still there the keep out sign's still there but now people have gathered around to see what the commotion is and he's dancing and yelling in glee about his you know his art display and everyone is looking at him instead of the explosion and he has an epiphany again he's like wait a minute this is zon they're used to this they're used to buildings falling in on themselves they're used to explosions but what they're not used to is a crazy yordle who's basically on fire and who's also dancing uh, like it, so this it's a creature that you're not used to seeing because like we cover and paint the town they use glamours yep uh, the yordles do at that point to appear human so it's for these guys it's probably like the first time in a long time that they've actually seen a yordle so it's this little cotton fuzzy ball that's just like dabbing in front of this explosion <laughs> and and it's like, okay, like Kim punks, like, or it's like the Kim punks are always fighting people and the Kim Barons <laughs> have taken out buildings like we yeah. cover in our not a glass episode. Like, it's like, yeah, everyone has seen a building fall apart and zone, yeah. whether it's a glorious explosion or not. Not everyone has seen a dabbing cotton ball. <laughs> just We're going to watch the this Fortnite dance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he's disappointed now because it's not what he wanted for a reaction, right? So there'll be more explosions another day. He decides I'm going to bounce, but first I'm going to grab a souvenir. So he walks in and he sees the charred keep out sign and he wants to grab it to put it up in wherever his new lab's going to be. Uh, But then he notices something as he goes for it is a bomb has not gone off yet and it's waiting and ticking down and then it explodes with him standing next to it. And this sends him flying through the air as onlookers are now looking at him and with the most joy in his heart, he says, see kids, now that's how you make a bomb. And you see him just take, it's definitely like an Acme moment or like a Looney Tunes moment as he goes off into the distance and a little star appears. Yeah. You know for a fact that when he picked up the sign and saw the last chain smoker like ticking away, yeah. that he like did the pause and looked at a camera. <laughs> a very much a Looney Tunes moment. But I mean, this is a very Looney Tunish character yes. to go with it. So the before he even says, see kids, that's how you make a bomb. Uh, when that chain smoker goes off, he goes, And to, to allude back to people who've played League of Legends, when you play Ziggs, it's like most characters have lines of dialogue, but he has a lot of commentary of just these woo-wees. And like when he blows himself, because his character is very active in the game. So it fits like when you play the game, you get a good example of this Ziggs. This is the Ziggs that we get in game, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. Like he's a deceptively mobile character, yes. especially since a lot of his kit gives a feeling of like a Lux play style of just hang back and cast your spells. But he like he can really just surprise people like hopping over walls and stuff like that. And in this story, we get him blowing up a wall and then hopping over probably like 10 different walls because he goes off into the horizon. <laughs> um, so we're, we're definitely getting a, a nice splash of that while also getting into his psyche. We can yeah. see the aftermath of paint the town that he really is like, embracing this like chaotic you know local terrorist yeah. vibe while also still holding on to that shred of morality of he doesn't want to hurt anyone yeah uh, he he is really only interested in just making the most beautiful explosions that he can and trying to get people to fall in love with the explosions like he has but he doesn't want to kill anyone with it yeah like, that's it that, that's jinx's job she she could be <laughs> the psychopath i just want to blow crap up <laughs> and that leads us into the end here so that's the end of the story um but you know this continues our campaign from our other episodes you've heard us talk about it towards the end of those ones with why we think six is still such a good idea to be introduced in arcane is this from paint the town to this one it gives you enough story his links to heimendinger his relationship with heimendinger and how that changed his from his bio as well listen to that episode um and you'll understand and then also um, from this story where we get to see more of him and even still referencing Jinx and to Hedge's point, which is very important, you get him as another crazy character, but one that represents the more fun side of explosions and the morality side of somebody who is would be considered psychopathic. He is different from Jinx, but he's also related to her. So it gives you that, that character to bounce off with because bouncing Jinx off of the real world, like the rest of the world... Uh, Obviously, it doesn't compare, right? She's so separate from him. But this almost feels like an, an Arkham Asylum situation in DC Comics where you have all these different types of villains in that in the Gotham City that are then put in a situation where they're adjacent from each other. And you start to see, well, okay, Riddler's crazy, but he's not Joker crazy, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the – and it's like, okay, well, the – yeah, Bane really wants to kill Batman, but yeah. you know, Mr. Freeze is kind of just doing his own thing yeah. and and just ignoring the law. Uh it, I don't even know if Mr. Freeze is right. I'm terrible with comic with like no, that's DC right. yeah, comics. Mr. Freeze is focused on his wife and his health <laughs> uh, and stuff like that. Like yeah, he's just it, doing what he needs to do. It is very self-serving. Yeah, and it's just it's self-serving at the cost of community. Um yeah. But like, it, you know, it is all these different, you know, mindsets in there. And that would be a cool thing to see in Arcane. But another angle that I would like to see if they do, because we've seen with the first season of Arcane, like we got to Heimerdinger is very much a Yordle. And we got to see a couple other Yordles in the background. So I wonder if we get if they did an introduction to Ziggs coming into the Academy if that would be like an origin story of why Yordles ended up taking on Glamours. Yeah. Um, like, because we don't really know why, like they, with these comics, the Glamours were used. Like we know that the Yordles weren't necessarily accepted, but we don't have that in Arcane. And Arcane is clearly set at a point prior to this story. It, like this, Arcane's happening before this. So uh, we don't know why Yordles are not are frowned upon in Piltover. We just know that they are, so the Yordles have to hide. 
but we could have it as an origin story of like, hey, why didn't Heimerdinger hide in Arcane? And then you could connect it to Ziggs and be like, oh, yeah, like this, this guy came in and gave a bad name to all of us. Like we exactly. <laughs> now everybody thinks you see a cotton ball. It's going to blow you up. <laughs> um, and, and we talked about it before with um, getting to see the cameo uh, in Arcane One with the, the storybook that had Timo. Uh, like Timo would also be like someone because Timo is a very different kind of crazy, you know, back to that Arkham uh, reference, but he is still very, very crazy. Yeah. It is. So it's like, okay, like, you know, Ziggs, Timo, these could be the guys that kind of, you know, told everybody else that this is what Yordles are like. Yeah. And we got to hide. Um, but I think Ziggs would be a more natural transition to that because of his relationship to Jinx. Yeah. And, and uh, fit. Yeah. And right. Hey, once again, it's here. Take it. Right. We're giving you this for free. But we will say if there's a teaser for Arcane and you hear like the fans hear Ziggs giggling in the background and then hear like many explosions going off, people will get hype. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely hyped. Because I mean, like we with this story, it's still got like that Looney Tunes feel to it. But Arcane does not. Arcane as, you know, kind of that more, you know, Marvel and DC-esque movie feeling where it's like, here's a little bit of comedy here and there, but otherwise there's a lot of serious crap going down. But like, if you throw Ziggs in there, there's still gonna be, you know, some cartoony moments, but that would be a fun, that would be a fun light to shed on Ziggs yeah. to see just how crazy he actually is and what they could do with that level of crazy in the story. Exactly. So with that, this has been a quick one or a quicker one, right? We had some fun with it as always. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back soon with the next episode. Yep. Take care, everybody. <laughs>